We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. friends welcome right back to mavs party need to change the actual branding for this uh for this show thanks so much for hanging out with me let's talk a little basketball for those of you who are new to the show we got a lot of different people that are listening to the stream i posted and pinned a comment into the youtube chat where you can click and join and give me your takes on this here game um and i want to hear what is going on with you out there we'll talk basketball for you know maybe another half hour if there's more people we'll get to everybody but this wasn't a particularly emotional game there should just be a few things we should hit on but of course if you have takes i want to hear them um coming up first is brian brian you're always so quick to the draw what's going on man sorry brother uh yeah i guess i just don't be having shit to do uh, I like it. <laughs> I don't have shit to do either. I mean, I should do something, but it's, I, I, things I don't want to do. How about that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, man. We got a nice, good, ugly win. That was cool. Uh, PJ Washington didn't have a great shooting game, but once again, the driving was impactful. He got his little floater going. Mm-hmm. And the defense in the fourth quarter, him, Maxi, Josh, and Luca in the fourth quarter, oh my God. Like, I, I don't know what they shot Luca up with when he went to the locker room. But when he came back, I think it was, what, seven minutes, six minutes left in the – maybe even less than that in the fourth quarter. That sounds right. He came back, and he was absolutely electric, dude, and on both ends. And so he was switching. He, he even locked Denny up for a possession after Denny had been – actually, a couple possessions after Denny had been cooking him all game long. Like, he was getting nailed to the cross. And then two straight – possessions or two possessions close to each other he just stonewalled him under yep. and couldn't yep. do anything with it got a turnover uh a maxi dunk in transition right on the other end and yeah dude i just i just can't find enough nice things to say about max cleaver and josh green 
they've been so good during this win streak. And it's nice that Josh can like just play basketball well consistently. Right. Like we're 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 working on like a month and a half of this now. Like this is this is a pretty big sample size. For right. him anyway. Well, nice basketball is, is is the whole point. It's like when you watch an ugly game, it's so frustrating to deal with it because you know what they look like when they actually look good. Yeah, this coming right out of the OKC game was disgusting. I'm I'm not gonna blame Tim for missing shots. I will blame him for some of the terrible looks that he had. But those are the looks that he gets and those are the shots he takes when his shot is falling too. So I get it. I'm not as mad at Tim. Now the defense you can be mad at him for, but when he was missing shots and it was clear that the shot wasn't really coming back, he kid finally pulled him somewhere in the second and went back to him late in the second. And he hit a three and then he hit a or he hit a mid range pull up and then he hit a three. And after that, nothing. And from then on, kids gotta know, like, all right, this dude is like two for ten. He was so bad. He was two for thirteen in that, I think. Yeah, he missed like he had a stretch where he missed five straight shots and he took five straight shots for consecutive possessions for us. And at that point, yeah, it had to be okay, Jaden, you got to come out here and make something. You just don't need that anymore. That's the whole point of getting two better players is you're supposed to not need. And when it works, you're happy with it. He comes out. He, he, I just didn't, I feel like I'm missing something when I watch Jason Kidd coach. But I mean, that's kind of the general consensus of everyone where. You know, he's just maybe a little. There, there's got to be a method to the madness, but it's just it's. And, and of course, you're very glad. We're very glad as a team. We'd rather them win ugly than than like lose and and oh, yeah. have to talk about that. Which, I mean, if that was the case, I wouldn't have done one of these because I just wasn't in the mood to to deal yeah, with no. with that kind of negativity. But you know, that's that's the way it goes. Yeah, no, it's, I I think it's it's just a, an amalgam of things like kid trying to get Tim to understand slowly, like, look, brother it's not going to be 30 minutes a game anymore for you. If yeah. you don't have enrolling, it'll, it'll be closer to 15 to 18. And if you can get it going, it'll probably top out around 25, but we don't need 30 a game from you anymore. That That's not what you're out here for. Right. You're not out here to do the secondary tertiary creating with the bench line. We, we don't need that from you. We've got guys who can catch and attack and do something with the ball in their hands. We've got guys who can make these for other people out of drives like even Jaden Hardy is coming in. And honestly, I thought even from when he came in in the first half, he was playing better defense than Tim. He was attacking the paint really well. Like he got a, I think he got, he missed a shot. He missed an at rim attempt and then got the ball back mm-hmm. later in that same possession and drove and scored through contact really well. And yeah, he was just moving his feet on defense, staying in front of guys, had a really good two-way sequence. Uh, where he locked up Corey Kispert and forced him a bad miss. And then, obviously, he, he came in in the fourth, and he quite literally saved the offense when it was looking like a sinking ship with those two threes. And, yeah, yeah man, I'm, I am happy with his progress so far this season. Like, he I mean, I wanted to trade him. We there. talked about that in here. Oh, yeah. We're like, like we don't want to see him anymore. Go away. And, and the fact that the kid stuck with him, I think, is interesting. The fact that – He's stuck with it is 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 impressive to a degree. I, I think hopefully what we've seen in these last several games is is in it because it, it does. It goes back like three weeks. I think he's been playing better. Mm-hmm. Is he's getting fewer opportunities to do things he can't do. 
Um, just like I like yeah. the catch and shoot. I like when he catches the ball on the way when he's already moving. I don't like it when he gets the chance to size up. That's and I've repeated that all year long. Yeah, when he's got time to stop and think with the ball, bad things more often than not happen. <laughs> he, he's been a better playmaker. Right. Uh, he, he's actually been pretty good. Like when he's not taking time to really think about what he's doing. But yeah, no. If you're trying to like run pick and rolls for him or like run wing ISO access for him, I. We're not seeing any of that really anymore, thankfully, and it has helped his game. And sure. so now we're seeing from him and from Josh some of the things we wanted to see at the beginning of the season. It, it yeah. took a while, but we're here now, so I'm grateful. Uh, and, yeah, no, kid just has to know that, look, man, that Tim leash is short now. We we don't have time for you to be out here wrecking the game for us on both ends if you don't have it for 25, 30 minutes a night. That's and true. we don't we don't have to live with that. It's like you said, we've got – we still have even that uh, open roster spot on the back end of the rotation where we can uh, convert AJ Lawson to have him come in and give us some energy minutes if even like Josh doesn't have it on a given night. Right. But no, man, I think that us winning this game in the fashion in which we did, where we just look troll for three quarters and then came back and we just turned it on on both ends and just cooked them. And it only took like six minutes to do. We were right. being down like, six seven eight to up by six in blink of an eye yep just like that so well thank you so much for kicking us off of course dude thanks for having me all right talk soon yes sir all right we're gonna go to x next who's waiting down there welcome welcome what's up what's going on kirk it's been a long time since you've been on one of these it's been a long time i'm kidless girlfriendless so i got some free time so i figured why not Jump it's not weird. Man. It's like, what do you do? It's like when there's like, you're just like looking around. <laughs> to do like, I was sitting around. I don't even. I don't even remember what I like to do for fun. So let me go shoot some basketball takes off into the sun. That's but right. You know, what I wanted to do was, so when I said that I would have done Josh Green in the first with PJ, I got killed on Twitter. I got killed in the Slack, and I understood. So obviously, when we when it was just Grant Williams in the first, I thought I wouldn't say steal, but I thought it was more sure. than a fair trade. More than a fair trade. Now. I think that a lot of people, I was on Twitter, I'm seeing the comments, oh, nice to know about PJ today. He didn't shoot so well. Look at the way he played defense. He was getting switched on to point guards, and the point guards couldn't attack him. And even when they were able to kind of get by him, it wasn't an immediate blow by. He left enough time for, for the help to get there and, you know, and force him to move. That alone is going to be so helpful for us because if Grant Williams had to stay in front of a point guard, I mean, the guy's instantly in the lane and our defense falls apart. So defense, and if we could, he could guard credibly one through four. I don't think he's physical enough. They would run him out in Charlotte at small ball five. I don't think they're going to do that. No, no. But one through four, if he can switch with Luca, with Cleaver, with some of our other wings, and then we have rim protection behind him. I think that that's going to raise the floor of our defense. Look, his shot's going to come and go. We didn't bring him here for the shot, but I posted it in the comments. That one play, Kyrie was like eight seconds left. Kyrie got stuck in no man's lane. He kicked it to to PJ in the corner. PJ got into the lane, threw his little float up. And the fact that he can do that and get a bucket, if that ball goes to Cleve or some of these other guys, they're they're looking for Luca or Kyrie, right? They don't know what to do. He can attack closeouts like Josh alluded to. And so he's, he's learning how to play winning basketball. In Charlotte, none of the games he played in the last two, three years had any stakes. He could afford to just go out there and just play like it was LA Fitness. But he's learning and focusing on small details, and that's what I'm looking for. Can he buy into that winning team mentality? And if he can, 
Everything else will blossom from there, but I feel like he's setting a good foundation thus far. So I'm ecstatic. And Gafford is just he's a he's a monster. Sure. So I'm I'm honestly I'm happy. Now, as far as if I can real quick, I know a lot, you know, I listen to all the podcasts and all my favorite podcasters, Nate Duncan and Zach Lowe, they all thought that we possibly gave up too much in those trades, right? Sure. But to me, again, I just think, look, Kyrie's over 30, and he's our second best player. The window and the opportunity to win and to maximize whatever this current iteration of the team is, it's the next one to two years probably. You got to see what that gets you, right? Yeah. You can't slow build while Kyrie declines because any incremental gains that we make by doing smart moves on the margins and being smart with, you know. Or offset, moves, yeah. We're offset by Kyrie's decline, right? And at that point, they don't matter as much. Maximize the next one to two years. And look, if Luca leaves, we're going to be bone regardless, right? Yeah. So let's try and <laughs> win some meaningful games. And hopefully, I know that for cap reasons, you said we can give them $100 million than the than the other team. And to, you're right. No superstars walked away from that kind of money. It's still a part of me that's like, well, I don't know. I don't want Luca sure. to be the first let's, one. Yeah, let's not, let's not get it to where it's really a discussion. Now, I do got a P.J. Washington thing for you that I want to hear response to. The comp, the chat is talking about this too, and I think I agree. So they they got PJ involved in the pick and roll early, one possession, and it worked. Then the rest of the time, his ass was standing in the corner. Yeah. Now, Josh Bow and I just talked about how PJ's ability to drive off those corners is pretty fantastic and pretty important. But I do think the Mavericks need to concerted effort to get him involved with the ball a little bit earlier, not in, in pick and roll situations like that. They're they're leaving something out by asking him to go stand there for, for long periods of time. you got to involve him sometimes. The problem is that none of our centers can actually stretch the floor. So I want to see – so de- don't tell me that. Derek Lively, everybody – we all we heard was, oh, he made 13. And, and I just want to see it. I don't care. I want to see it. Like, I heard he shot seven threes in a row where practice at Duke one day. I don't know. That's the room I hear. So he's up see it. Oh, all, That's all. So I, I hear what you're saying, but it's also I also think you can have some dunker spot stuff if you move like the far side corner guy, move him up um above the break and 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 slide and you know the big man over in the corner a little bit. You're you're probably right, but I, I still just want to see because I think we're with, out there. We just can't with, do that with Gafford because you know Gafford sure outside of the, the circle. I mean, he's pretty much useless, mm-hmm. right? So I think, but I think whatever creativity kid has. I think we'll see more of that once Lively's actually out there. Um, but with Gafford, you know there's no threat of him popping, right? He's yep. only going to roll. And so if you just have him out there, kind of clogs the lane. And, you know, as I think as PJ, um, his shot becomes more consistent and he's more of a threat out there and they have to guard him more credibly, then I think that'll help open up some space. But, but no, I agree. But honestly, I'm – I'm excited again to watch Mavericks basketball. That's true. No, that's the, like the big part where they haven't had any practice time, and there's a lot of people in the comments noting, hey, you can do some creative things. You can run double screens. I don't think they've had any practice time. So you're not really getting any other thing than like the sheer basic, probably like one, two action stuff that all the teams use, but it's like you don't really have the time to go over it on the floor, so you're just basically relying on the fact that you're like a professional ball knower. I mean, I'm, I'm being a little facetious there, but – you know, basketball is basketball, and like until you get the reps in, you know. So, but anyways, this is this is great, X. The the, the chat likes you, unless that's you commenting as yourself again, which you have done on no, a few no. occasions. Um, no, 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 no. You, you should you should pop back more often. Everybody misses you. You are a you are a chat OG. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Kirk. All right, talk soon. All right. So before I bring up Krishna next, I want to make a plea. We got. 
400 people in here, which is still pretty fucking remarkable to me. Uh, if you could go and uh, uh, like the stream, I don't know how many likes we have, but need more likes. More likes is better. Uh, it's it's really fun. We got six people waiting. We're gonna get to all six. Um, I guess four now because uh, I can't count. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shea Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shea Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Don- Dominic Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Um, so Krishna, uh, what's going on, man? Mark, how are you? Pretty good. That's, you know, I, I like winning. Um, I was really not looking forward to coming in here if the Mavericks would lose. Cause like, I just, the Jason kid conversation quickly gets unfortunate and it's like, it doesn't go anywhere. So what are you going to do? Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, it was, it's the, it's the thing I had from the very beginning of the season. Like I think the roster is better than it was at the beginning of the season. Sure. To me, the major concern for me is always has been coaching really. And right. it's, it's, it's the same conversation again and again, and I kind of just don't want to have it. So I'll try to avoid it if I can. Um, but this, this was a game that the team would have lost even just before the trade deadline. Right. So it's a little inspiring that, you know, they kept themselves in it really Kyrie kept Kyrie and Hardy really kept the team in it in the third quarter. Cause it, it got out of hand really. I think the, the wizards had a 10 point lead at one point, like it looked kind of out of hand. So I got to give Hardy some credit. He at least had effort and which matters, which matters. And the thing was like THJ, I'm also kind of a defender of him. I think when he has great games, you easily forget, like it's easy to forget, but THJ dropped 40 earlier in the season. Like that's a crazy thing he did. But when you have a game like this, where he just isn't hitting shots, his defense is not even close to passable. Like there was a play 
where THJ was overloaded on the wrong side. So essentially it was three guys covering two. And so Josh was in between two guys and THJ was shouting at Josh. And it was like, I think you're in the wrong here, buddy. Like, I think you're not covering who you're supposed to be. And they got a wide open layup play to the rim. Oop. My bad. I removed you. I don't, my mouse died, so I've been operating off my trackpad. Sorry about that. You're going. No worries. Um, it's just moments like that that are frustrating, right, with Tim, because they become more pronounced when he's not hitting shots. That's right. You you hope that he doesn't play often. And part of it was, kid also, I felt like just didn't put him in good spots. Like, a three-guard lineup, not necessary anymore. Was I get it. Like, so I get bad. it. You don't have Lively, right? So I understand you want to play Maxi or Gafford in the big position, like as your center. That's fine. I'm okay with that because you don't have Lively. But you still have Derek Jones Jr. Like, why are you not at least playing him at the three? Like, it, it just felt very redundant. But otherwise, I thought that it was it was positive that they kept themselves in the game in the third. And then Luca played a much better fourth quarter, especially defensively. I thought, you know, Denny was cooking him basically throughout the first three quarters and he really clamped up how good is that guy by the way Hmm? how good is that guy Denny is pretty impressive he feels very josh to me or like he's just huge though he's six like he is a legit six nine yeah he's very big um yeah he's good i think he's very josh to me and that there he's he has games where he's really good like this sure he's a lot of control yeah or and then he has games where he's just quiet like so quiet so it's this was like a perfect game for him where, you know, they played very small, like Kuzma was playing five a lot of the time. So right. he always got a pretty good matchup, but yeah, I thought at least in the fourth, they made the right adjustments and I felt like the team played way better. And, you know, I have the same worries like you, like I don't want Maxi playing so many minutes down the stretch, but I thought, you know, guys have just been playing in a much more confident manner, sure. which is something that I don't think we would have been saying <laughs> in January at all. So that's that, right. That's the really the biggest part. Like Maxi hitting a clutch three, and then you know driving to the basket. I mean, it was an, it was pretty insane to see that happen. So, I, I I could complain. I am mad. Like it's not great that you had to essentially eke out a pretty terrible win. But the positives are the effort and the defensive effort specifically is there. I think a lot of it is just scheme and especially offensive scheme. Like I think sure. that has to get fixed. But I also think Lively will fix a lot of that stuff. Like. I was watching a lot of the conversation around the trade deadline and some of the stuff like lively is kind of like Gafford. I feel like it's a little overblown. I think it gets underrated how good of a passer lively is. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Not just in the pick and roll, but in the post in general, like that is, that is something that gets underrated when you're not like a, a Jokic or even a Shangun, like those guys who are centers that are really much more pure passers. Whereas Lively, I think, is a more in between. He's not a very traditional center in the sense that he can't pass at all. But sure, Lively's not asked to do too much right now, which is why whenever he gets in these short roll situations and does do the right thing, it's kind of like, oh wow. But I mean, he's capable of that. Yeah, and I think part of that comes with if you just watch highlights or clips, or you know, you don't watch a full game, or you just look at stats. Those things aren't always evident that he's making the right decisions in the pick and roll or he's making the right decisions in the, in the upper post, right. Whether it's to drive or uh, it's to kick out to the open shooter. I think that thing that affects the team a lot. So, and it's not to like bash on Gaffer. I still think Gaffer is, is sure. really great. Um, I think he's, like I said, I think I said it earlier, he's a tier a big, per, big, uh, 
he's a tier A backup center to have. So really no complaints for me. I think the roster is looking really good in a long, long time, which is something I don't think I've ever said, to be honest. I don't think I've ever felt in, in a long time. So more positive. Spurs are going to be tough. Like Vic, I think Vic had to, apparently had a triple-double with blocks yep. today, which is – that is going to be brutal. But I'm playing the Raptors, though. The Raptors look like ass. Like one of um, the – what's his name? Uh, Grady Dick took a couple of attempts against him where he looked like a, yeah. a child trying to score over his father. It was bad. And I think it's positive. Like Derek – had a pretty good game. I think Wemby's gotten better, obviously, since I first oh, yeah. He had a pretty good game, first game against him. And I think it was you that mentioned it, that Nick thought that Gafford played a very good game against him. And I think these are like Gafford, to me, is a very matchup-dependent player where either you have to play against a very physical post-presence center or you have to play against a center that is not as physical as him. I think I think Gafford's going to bang you know, really play physical with yeah, him. You know, be- if Lively comes back, hopefully Lively, Lively will too. Same, same. So. I, I'm just positive. Like, I, I'm excited. Hopefully the team, like, gets a deserved break. I mean, six games in a row, or five games in a row, I should say. Yeah, biggest, longest win streak of the season. Absolutely. I got nothing else. I don't want to take too much of your time, Kirk. So take Good care. Good man. Thanks, uh, thanks for hanging out. Okay, coming up next is Jacob. Jacob, what's going on, dude? Hey, Kirk, how you doing? I'm all right. Welcome back. What's going on? Congrats on your football team, by the way. I'm gonna yeah, I'm, I I felt hungover this morning without drinking because the like the adrenaline crash <laughs> of that game was like so absurd. And I really I walked into it being like I'm just happy to be here because the 49ers are pretty awesome. Yeah, and then it just I... just kept happening. Yeah, hope uh, hope we get to know what that feels like uh, for <laughs> Cowboys fans that were born after 1996. But that's I that's right. Yeah, so uh, it's a really annoying game for the first 75% of the game about. Cause oh, yeah. I mean, first, I want to say 42 minutes. It was awful. Yeah, no, I was getting super annoyed. I was in this pouty mood. I was, I was already coping. I was like, well, you know, if we win, the vibes are, the vibes are pretty good. But if we lose, then, you know, kids really does not have an excuse to lose now. So, uh, you know. We can't we can't lose, I guess. But uh, no, I was actually really proud of Luca for that fourth quarter because, as someone said earlier, man, that we were just so unserious to uh, mm-hmm. start the game. So and Luca too, uh, what he had, like, I think uh, he finished the game with five turnovers. I want to say yep. all five of them were in the first half. <laughs> like no, like yeah. her games whole... that looked like that was like a year two criticism of. Dude, stop playing down to the worst teams in the league. Just go out and annihilate them. Yeah, yeah. He also tried that behind the back pass, and it just went to like the fifth row or something like that. Like, it was very yeah. unserious looking. And, but <laughs> yeah, no, I was going to say, like, we've seen him, you know, just kind of like mentally spiral at um, so many games yeah. uh, during the back half of last season, uh, you know, when things weren't going well. And, yeah, I, f- I think he's been a lot better this year. I, I would say that he has. Uh, so, I mean, good on him for like you know just kind of like reining in his emotions there and whatnot, and just alt and plus his defense too was just like he was putting the clamps down uh, in the fourth quarter there when he came back, which is nice because it's yeah. like I understand he doesn't really want to use the energy to do that all game, but this is a six-year conversation that we talked about Lucas kind of fitness level. 
And yeah. I don't think he can be an all NBA defender, but I do think he he is capable and needs to be able to play NBA level defense for most of a game night in and night out. And that's yeah, one yeah. he just needs to continue to to learn how to to learn how to tank. I mean, I, I, I hate to use like video game terminology, but like Luca is the ultimate tank, and he needs to be that position where he just he absorbs all the blows and he's able to dish out punishment when he can. And I just I, I want. I think he'll get there, but it's it's nice to see that he does have the defensive chops when he really does when he really does try. Yeah, tank a few hits and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, be a passable team defender, I guess. Like, yeah. I remember having that same conversation with Dirk um, back when I was like, I mean, I didn't have the conversation, but I remember sure. it being. Oh, right, what you mean? That was a constant one about him, where it's like, can he yeah. not be awful? Yeah, yeah, and but I what I saw on Twitter is floating around that he was like top five or something like that uh, defensive stuff. rating as an individual stat is used to prove yeah. an argument it is nonsense and is yeah and no, yeah no you're uses it is being is is telling on themselves now i'm fine with that because i'm petty and i enjoy winning arguments but it's not a good one i mean hey you know if, it, if it's conf- if it's my confirmation bias as well that's right I'll, I'll take it that's <laughs> but, right uh, yeah and also shout out to pj for still finding a way to make winning plays too Sure. I would say down the stretch. I mean, don't, I mean, sure. We would love to see him, you know, hit, hit a, a corner three every now and then. Cause he's going to get those open looks, you know, Luke is going to get him so many. And, uh, and, but I'm just, I'm just glad that he was, you know, again, finding a way to make winning plays in crunch time. And, uh, you know, it'd be interesting to see how his role evolves because he can't just do that. I mean, he's better than that. I mean, Still though, I, I, he's got a. I I like it when he attacks a closeout and whatnot. But you know, if you're not going to make a three, then there's not going to be a closeout to attack. I guess is what I'm trying to say there. Yeah. But um, five game winning streak. I mean, we Krishna said it. I mean, last week we probably don't win. Um, th- this type of game where we shoot 25 percent from three and turn the ball over, you know, just hemorrhage turnovers. So um. It was a fun fourth quarter, I guess. And we all know, other than Luca going Hulk mode in the fourth quarter, we all know what the turning point in the game was. It was Tim getting benched. Yeah. No, again, it's happened yeah. a lot the last, like, three weeks. Yeah. It, and Hardy, kudos to Hardy. Like, the game looks like it's kind of slowing down for him. So, I guess my overreaction there would be that, you know, future six men of the year, Jaden Hardy, Tim, count your days. That's right, <laughs> but no. Uh, maybe maybe that was just S tier tanking by the Wizards. Who knows? But I'm just at this point, considering where we were a few weeks ago, just glad to get the win. That's yeah. right, Jacob. Thanks for joining us. We'll talk soon. Yep. yep. Thanks for having me. All right. Coming up next is Drew. Drew, hey. what's up? Hey, Kirk. Long time listener, first time caller. Welcome to the show. I probably should have brought you up earlier, as I have a policy of bringing up. Folks, I don't recognize first, but I'm trying to. I lost my mouse. I don't know where it is, and so trying to do all this with the touchpad. I don't want to fuck up. So, what's going on? Not too much. I I just am struck in the last two games. Have the Mavs ever been this athletic? Ever? No, no. I mean, they've had the occasional guy that stands out like a sore thumb, um, Gerald sure. Green. You know, Brandon White for a little sure. while, you know, but not like uh, not multiple, not like guys on the floor at the same time. I really don't think so. 
like in my entire time, like going back to like Dirk's rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you'd have to be looking back in like the early, early 2000s or something, but even then it's insane. The amount of dunks and oops and just, it's, it's awesome. It's uh, really weird. It's like, Oh, this is, a, a, this is normal. Teams get to experience this like guys mm-hmm. dunking, not just one guy, like guys dunking all the guys. Uh, and then Luca at the last two games, like has clearly been playing with his new toys and it's been really fun to watch. And then like, Luca's not going for 45, but he's just getting a chance to throw just the, an inordinate amount of assists all over the place. Well, that's, I'm glad you brought this up. I meant to talk about this with Josh on our, on our, on our first podcast. So he had 15 assists tonight. He had nine the other night, uh, but only played 32 minutes the other game. Um, I think that's right. But if, does Luca? My sort of thought is like, if this is the team that they have, and you go into next season, does Luca have a chance at like an assist title for once? Because he has guys who can finish shots, as opposed to just kicking out the three pointers. You guys at the rim. I mean, he found <clears throat> between the oops and the shots going at the rim. I mean, they have more of these. They have to have more of these attempts the last two games than it, it than their average on the year. It just looks great. Yeah, all the paint scoring, and then like you know, it's been repeated a couple times, but just. We would never win this game prior shooting the shooting this three percentage. Like literally, we've had one way to win games over the last three or four years, which is right. Three. Um, right. And now the last two games, I mean, I mean, we shot. I guess, I guess they shot pretty good during the OKC game, but not great. It, it was really felt like it was all those drives to the and all the oops and just there are multiple ways to win now. Yep. Which, rather than just everybody, we have to shoot fifty percent from three. Uh, and it was just one of those things where, you know, earlier in the season, last couple of years, you had, oh, no, we're not hitting 50% from three. This is going to be a loss. And now we can actually, like, adapt. That That is, you know, Jason, to, you know, the coaching can adapt. But um, they're, they're, the potential is there. Right. It's nice. It's different. Mm-hmm. I no longer, I get, I, number one, I like being mad about new things. That's fun. Um, but it just, it's, there's a, there, there's a sense of, of refreshed energy, and if they were able to beat the Spurs to head into the All-Star break with a six-game win streak, I mean, that's that's going to be – that's what you talk about during the during the, 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 the All-Star break is, like, the Mavs are coming on at the right time. And mm-hmm. this is – that would be not dissimilar to what happened to them in the, the Western Conference Finals run. Yep. So. Yeah. Well, you're the man. You got anything else for us? Nope, that's all I had. Just the it's awesome seeing all these dunks and all these oops, and it's just it's a lot of fun. It's fun to fun to not just be relying like living and dying on threes going in. That is, that's true. Well, I hope you come back. Thanks for hanging out. Yeah, thanks for having. All right, talk soon. All right, coming up next is my man Henry with a new avatar. Um, top why, 10. why, 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 why do I have a headache watching a game against the fucking Wizards? Oh my god. <laughs> Because we're not um, all allowed to have nice things day after day. That's why. Jesus Christ, fam. If I see another Kyrie, Tim Hardy, small ball lineup, I'm actually going to have him walk the plate. Yep. There's just, nah. There's just, we, we have size now. It's okay. We can run this now. I just don't understand it. Um, ironically enough, when, when you guys make the Western Conference Finals, Tim was injured. So, you know, whenever Tim's off the court, good things tend to happen. If there's just this reoccurring pattern for some odd reason, but well, I think he le- I think he raises their floor when they don't have a lot going for you. But I also think that there's just enough now when they have the variety of talent that he actually depresses the ceiling if you're going to play him this much. And that's why you know last year 
we had the uh, I had kind of the Davis Bertans rule where it's like if you're going to throw his his butt out on the court, he's so bad at everything other than shooting that you pull him after two or three shots. You can't leave him out there for six minutes because you're just going to lose those minutes in a disastrous way unless he's hitting. And I think the same thing has to apply to Tim. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. To X earlier, the guy, X, the guest that came on. Why do we keep saying he's over thirty now? He just turned thirty-one. Yeah, but he's got like four, 13 years on a six foot one frame is a lot. I understand that, but Curry's 35, 36, still tearing it up. Sure. But, Ky- but, but Ky- Kyrie attacks the basket with a lot more um um zest. Like <laughs> he went to the floor hard like four times tonight. And I don't understand it. He's averaging over 25 or less than four free throw attempts. Like he's yeah, had three free, but that's been kind of the whole career. You know, he probably needs that's there's a little kid, there's a little Kyrie there where it's like everybody needs to be really fishing for some more calls there because like the dude goes down to like the small of his back. That shit hurts. Like he doesn't go down easy and that's that's really the challenge. So it's when he's talking about that, it's more of a what are you statistically looking at? Because you I mean Chris Paul looks like a banana aged on a, on a countertop at some game. You right. know, he's much older, obviously, but you just don't want to see the physicality really take the toll, which is why, you know, the argument of, of going, you know, all in, I don't really like that, but it's a fair, it's a fair talking point just for these sorts of things. Makes some sense because, you know, Kyrie is on here. So this is year one of a three-year deal and the third year has a player option, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds mm-hmm. right. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, if you look at this as a two-year deal, realistically, and I think that's fair. Um, even though I could also see him opting in because it's you know forty-one million dollars or whatnot. Um, I think it's a, is a realistic plan because one of the things that has been kind of consistent in a lot of the analysis I've heard going back to the beginning of the year, but also since the trade, is you you these moves are all nice, but none of it works unless you're getting Kyrie. 65 percent of the games right and so and and you know this year they're he's trending north again which is nice but at a certain point he was really getting close to have missed half the season so yeah. I, w- I would like to see them finish the game can you believe he missed those free throws tonight that was hilarious he never you see this throws. yeah it's super rare whenever Kai misses a free throw I, I like check to make sure i didn't step on some shit because he does not make Kai does not miss free throws that's how off the mavericks were tonight that Kyrie was missing free throws I can't wait for Mavericks fans to experience playoff Kyrie. It's actually a different thing. But for this game, do you feel like it's the players mentally being checked out, preparing for all-star break? Or why do you feel like the Mavs continue to play down to competition? Uh, I put it a lot of it. And fan one, two, three in the chat is going to scream at me for this one. He needs to be banned. He's trolling. No, well, I put a lot of that, like, at Luca. Um, I think the team follows his energy. And when he starts out sloppy, everybody starts out sloppy. Now... He came back in with six minutes left, locked the hell in with the rest of the guys, and then they closed out the Clippers like nobody's business. Those two things are related. And if he's, you know, the team's, if he's one of the team's leaders, then it's up to him to kind of come out in these games. And honestly, this season, he's been much better at it. They've yeah. been much better at, at, in previous years at kicking the shit out of these bad teams. But it's just, I do think there is, there's an element of getting the all-star break. I mean, the, it's right there. And playing two of the worst teams in the league before All Star break is just it's just trap city, and I'm I'm glad they got through to it. But this is also one of these games where you and I are in agreement about kid, where it's like we really like to see him get into their asses a little bit, and he just he just doesn't, and he he expects them as professionals, and I I understand this philosophy, I just don't agree with it 
to pull out of their tailspin themselves. It, it would it would be wonderful if they could do that, and they did tonight. That's that was nice to see. So there's uh, I've not seen any of the post game comments. I'll look forward to that after the game. But this is just one of those those situations where you you'd like to see them do a little better, and they didn't. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, I know some people are tired tired of talking about the kid thing because we know it's not going to change. But I, for one, you can tell by my avatar, will never get tired of wanting this Eminem fucking fired. I will never get tired of this of saying he should be absolutely out of here, and I will continue to say so. But yeah, it's definitely a trap game. We'll see what they do for San Antonio. Uh, first game back on the twenty second after the All Star break is Phoenix, so that would be fun. Don't know who to That's cheer. That's a for measuring stick game for me. I honestly, I think we blitz the hell out of Phoenix. I don't even actually think it's going to be close. Like, no. I don't think it's going to be close. I think we actually run them off the floor um, with Love this it. new addition. And, of course, Luca has free real estate in Phoenix. So I don't even think that's going to be close. I think we set the world on fire, set the world on notice. Because, again, for some odd reason, the Knicks won the trade, which I don't think is right. You added a balding accountant, Bogdan Bogdanovich, at 34 years old, and somehow you won the fucking trade. Absolutely not. So, Hopefully they finally start to pay attention. Um, if not, it's cool. No, I'd, I'd rather you know silent like lasagna. It's much funnier, it's much more fun. All right, man. Talk soon. All right, man. See you. All right, we're gonna go to Leo next, and then Micah. Leo, what's up, dude? Hi. Can you hear me well? I can. You sound great. Thanks. Would you mind if I ramble for a little bit and give you my most copium of takes? Sure. That's that's a, that's what this is for. Whatever you feel. If you remember two years ago when we went on the awesome winning streak where we won at a 60-game pace, I went through the games we could play, and I told you I saw us becoming a top-four seed. Probably, I sure. Again. Okay. I, I did that again this year. We're going to be a top-four seed, and this is going to be the perfect way that Luca redeems himself in the eyes of all the voters. First round, we go against OKC. We knock them out. They go fifth seed. We go fourth seed. Luca beats the guy everyone's been saying is better than him. Yeah, I know. I roll. It's going to happen. We're going to beat them. Next round, we're going to go against the number one seed. We're going to get the Clippers. We get that monkey off our back. Luca finally beats a team which he puts up awesome stats against, but is never once actually beaten the playoffs. Huh? Okay. And the finals, it's just a rerun of what happened in 21. We're going to go against the, we're going to go against the Nuggets. I'm not going to say we're going to beat the Nuggets, but I, I like our chances better this year than we've had against the Golden State Warriors just because we have a better team and a better number two. That's not copium. That's projection. You're you're hoping for the best. I like it. I like it. You don't think so? I feel well, like a lot of yeah, things have to go right. It's like lying to yourself about something that's not remotely possible. This is not that. I mean, it's a, you got enough. Like, look at the Slack. Like, everybody's really excited in the comments, which you all ought to be. And until the Mavericks get the crap beat out of them by somebody that they should be able to, you know, that that is a team that you need to take down in the playoffs, I think until then, you don't really think about it. You just go with it. And and the Mavericks have a, an opportunity to, to be good, and you should enjoy the team being good. All right. Thank you, Mr. Kirk. You have a good night. Talk soon. Okay, coming up next is Micah. Micah, what's up, man? What's going on, Kirk? Um, first of all, I just want to say I'm happy. And uh, as a former Cowboys fan, I'm just going to implore all of, I'm going to implore the rest. Join the dark side with me. It is so much fun. Yeah. Uh, just, just join the guy that gives a crap about your state and your city and forget about those two old 
geezers that don't. <laughs> it's so much more fun, but that's neither here nor there. But um, yeah, yeah, that was fun. I watched that whole game. It was great. But uh, yeah, so um, yeah, I, I was definitely feeling like the Pinky meme in the third quarter. Had me scared there. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, they they still play decent ball. They, stuff happens. But Timmy is going to do great things in Washington. I'm just gonna leave it at that. <laughs> Man, that t- Tim is, you know, Tim is like Dwight Powell. Like, he kind of comes with the furniture. I wonder where Tim, Tim Hardaway sits on games played as a Maverick because he's been quietly kind of like an Iron Man. I know he's not been on the team as long because uh, Powell joined the team. I mean, Powell's been a Maverick since 20, 2015. But wasn't it, wasn't it before? Wasn't it before that? Or wasn't wasn't it the 2014 it, trade deadline? Does that sound it, right? It was. It was 2014. Is he came along with the Rondo trade? Yeah. So the Rondo trade. You're right. That was the 2013-14 season. That, that trade deadline. Man, my God. But anyway, yeah. You know, we'll see what happens with Timmy. But I, I hope he. I, I still think he plays a valuable role at some point. I just think they need to actually work on changing his changing that role they need to stop letting him just kind of dictate what he's gonna do right right it's just it's like as soon as he goes to dribble you're like oh timmy no that's right <laughs> and it's um but it, it's at, at the end of the day at, at some point we we have to acknowledge the pattern that the only time that we went anywhere is when he wasn't available. Yeah. It's oh. like you can you can watch that one series the last time we played the Clippers in seven games you will see Timmy's whole career. Right. And it's just that's just that's what it's gonna be and it's to to a point where if he's not hitting shots He's doing absolutely nothing for you. Yeah. So it's just like, and and like I I I have to agree with Josh in in ways that we should be looking at something other than somebody that hits thirty eight percent for spot ups. Yeah. Because those guys are going to like if they get run off the line now, what do they do? Right. And that's that's what the that's what the league has has adjusted to, and it's just like um, like the Utah Jazz, they were a perfect example of that, and that's how we beat them. That's exactly how we beat. That's how we beat them in the first round. We ran them off the line, and they were clueless. Yeah, they're they're as soon as we ran ran Utah off the line, their offense was dead. So it's just. You want to keep that hap- from happening to yourself because right. defense is they're they're just they're adjusting to these things. So, like, I don't I'd rather have the guy that shoots thirty three percent but can attack and close out. That's just me. Well, I mean that's that's and, what Josh was arguing. I think it's an interesting one, and we're going to see it play out in real time. It's it, I mean it's it's actually like we basically did. Now, of course, it's a it's against a disgusting team, and um, 
they they basically have Tim Hardaway as their first option over there, so it is what it is. But um, yeah, so like you saw that play out to where like PJ Washington was n- now could he get better? Absolutely, but still in a way to where we said, man, he is zero for five from three and still impacted the game. Yeah. It's just I I just I feel like if we're gonna move forward with our roster and trying to get to a better position, then we just we gotta have more guys like that. Like to where if if your shot's not falling, can you still impact winning? Yeah. And it's just like that's that's just what separates the different league of players. But uh yeah, that's all I got tonight, Kurtman. Um have a good one. Go Chiefs. <laughs> Thanks, man. And we'll talk soon. Talk soon. All right. All right, guys. This has been Kirk Henderson of Pod Maverick. This has been Mavs Party Live. Thanks so much for hanging out with us. If you're listening on the podcast the next day, please consider joining the YouTube channel. We have a great time. Um, we'll do this again. I think when the, the Mavericks play the Spurs, pretty sure they play on Wednesday, but I honestly can't remember. That's how good I am at this job. Everybody have a great rest of uh, your week until we talk again. Everybody, go Mavs.